You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And to that point, I want to ask you about the head coach, Stephen Silas. We've had a number of discussions about Silas on this podcast since we started doing it. Some of it positive, some of it negative, a lot of it negative, I would say, uh, or but I would say much more negative um, in the in the Rockets Twitter and Internet streets. But the reality of it, at least from my vantage point, is that this does seem to be a team that plays with a lack of discipline and a lack of focus, either when I'm there or when I'm just watching you guys from your post-game press conference or any press conferences that you guys do with the Rockets, it feels like focus and maybe discipline is not the exact word, but it feels like that's what we're getting at a lot of times. Focus and discipline is far too frequently lacking. And I understand that it's a young team and that's something that perhaps you could expect or should expect with a young team to sort of have these lapses in focus and to maybe not be the most disciplined team out there. Maybe that's even part of the frustration for Eric Gordon that we were just talking about moments ago. But, yeah, I mean, I I feel like that is at the heart of the lack of improvement or stagnation, however you want to characterize what the Rockets are right now. And so to that point, how much longer – well, first of all, I would say how much would you put – how much of this would you put on Silas and given that – how much longer would you expect Steven, Steven Silas to be able to keep this job? So I, I definitely think some of it falls on the head coach. But also, the same thing can be said, a lot of it falls on the players. And then a lot of it falls on the people who built the roster. So I think there's plenty of blame to pass around when you have a team that is, what are they now, 10 in 27, something like that? I, I might be a little off on that. They're, the record obviously isn't very good. But there's a lot of blame to go around, Is I guess is the point. And you're gonna. They're losing a lot of games. I mean, are they? They are in position to win some of these games. Some of these games, they are not in position to win. It feels like at times they are prepared. It feels like at times they are not prepared to play. So I personally, I don't know. I, I think it's really hard for me to judge how much of it is on the shoulders of this guy. How much blame falls on the shoulders of that guy? Just because you're not there. And so I, I don't. For me, it's really hard to make that sort of a judgment. Now, how much longer does he keep his job? I have no feel for that. Um, it feels like at some point it's going to end just because he doesn't have a contract for next year and someone's going to be the fall guy and they could, they, and, and I've said this before, they knew what the season was going to be. They knew they were going to be bad. They knew they were going to lose a lot of games, but to me, at some point, somebody's probably going to have to take a hit. And Silas, again, is the guy who does not have a contract for next season. So it's kind of easy. I mean, that's the easy decision. You can't fire the players. The GM has uh, job security. The head coach does not. Therefore, it's usually the head coach that takes the hit. Does, but here's the question that I have. If they fire Silas tomorrow, does that change anything? 
how much actually gets changed by firing the head coach? Because to me, same players, same front office. It's just a different guy calling the timeouts. So how much actually does change? Because in also whoever takes over, you're looking at what 69 year old John Lucas or 69 year old Lionel Hollins. So who, what, what environment is going to be better to develop these players? Is it going to be Silas or would it be Lucas or Hollins? I, I can't answer that question. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that the change, I don't know if there is a, I can't say for sure that there would be a tangible change that would like make a difference, you know, that would make anyone happy per se, but it, it, it would make the fans be, feel happy for like three or four days and then nothing would change, and then yeah. they would be back to let's just fire Lucas or fire Holland or whoever else. Yeah, I, I definitely don't feel like you need to make an in-season coaching change to make the fans happy. So hopefully they don't even consider that, and I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't. Uh, but I do feel like what so what it would accomplish or what it might aim to accomplish is to hold someone accountable if they feel like, okay, if management feels like the the lack of improvement or minimal improvement, minimal steps that have been taken, somebody needs to be held accountable for that. And you mentioned you made a good, uh, you had a good word for it, call it a, a fall guy. Yeah, somebody, like somebody has to answer for what you see. I think, I think in any sport, you go long enough being this bad that eventually it comes, it becomes hard to justify anyone's position or perhaps everyone's position on the team. And like you said, can't fire the players. The GM has job security, but the way that they're playing right now, and even like, and again, we'll talk about Jalen green pretty soon, but like a, the way that a lot of, a lot of what we're seeing is, is, is playing out right now. You, I feel like you can justify demoting or getting rid of anyone, you know, at, at that point, obviously you wouldn't get rid of your franchise players that you just drafted and all of that. But, Sitting them in certain moments. We talked about that in previous podcasts where they didn't give you the proper maximum effort that you were looking for, that you would expect from a player of that caliber. And nothing like nothing happened. Like at some point, accountability has to stand for something and amount to something. And I'm not really sure how they do that. Now, again, Firing Silas and promoting a 69-year-old Hollins or Lucas doesn't really do anything for you in the long term. And I'm not sure, like, the development of these young players, like, there's a benefit there to the development of the young players. But I do feel like, at the very least, it shows them all what accountability looks like. You know, like, they all know that, you know, their situation is not Silas's, but to just kind of see in real time in the NBA what it looks like when you don't get it done, that you can get your coach fired, you know, that you can derail whatever good vibes of the season that you were having, you know? Um, so, so I think that maybe that's what it would be. And, you know, maybe it's uh, also an element of ripping the bandaid off before, you know, but ripping the bandaid off for something that seems like it's going to be inevitable anyway. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um... 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is that making the wrong guy the fall guy, though? So it's yeah. just like, hey, you know, someone's you guys are you guys have been terrible. So this guy's going to take the hit for it. I mean, what, what I don't know if that sends the right kind of message that you want to send. But to me, the only thing that should matter is who helps us develop our players better. Is it with Silas as the head coach? Because if it is, then you just leave him in that job the rest of the year. If it's somebody else, okay, then you make a move. But to me, I don't know if making John Lucas the head coach is going to help develop the players because, frankly, player development is kind of his thing. Now you make him the head coach, and now his attention is taken off of that. And, I mean, at what point do players just start to tune Lucas out? Because, let's be honest, Lucas is a yeller. And you can only yell so much. I mean, I was at – I posted the video. They, they did some four-on-four four today after practice, and Lucas is just yelling the entire time. And at what point do professional basketball players – I don't care how old they are, how young they are – they're going to get tired of that. And so I don't know if that necessarily works as a head coach. I don't know if Lionel Hollins has any interest in wanting to be a head coach again. You know, he's almost 70 years old, and I don't know if he wants to be the head coach of a team that's just going to lose a bunch of games. And so I don't know if that's the best environment for everybody. So you're in a weird spot. Um, it feels like a change is probably inevitable. I don't know when that change would be made. Again, doesn't have a contract for next year. And the fact that they did not pick up the option, that they have not picked up the option at this point, kind of tells you all you need to know about what Silas's future stands at, at this point. But I just don't know if making a move in season makes a whole lot of sense or changes anything and makes the situation any better. Yeah, I, I don't know if it changes a lot of things or makes the situation any better. I could see it making sense, again, from a standpoint of, and when I talked about accountability, not just holding the players accountable, but in some ways, even maybe this is what's happening by them not renewing this kind or not picking up the option and not, you know, extending them and, and all these other options that they would have had if they believed in Silas long term, but also holding accountable the first topic that we had, the the improvement. I know you said that you didn't necessarily agree with Eric Gordon's assertion that there has been no improvement. But I, I do feel like there has not been enough improvement, you know, and and that in and of itself is probably why we are where we are with Silas and him not, you know, getting a new contract. And that would be the thing that would make much, the most sense to me if they were to make a move. But to your point, though, certainly can make a good argument. And I think you have for it being like, you know sort of like a distinction without a difference. Like it's still going to be the same old problem, more than likely the same old story, the same old show that you've been seeing. And, and I would actually be concerned. I, I like your point about Lucas. I would be concerned about Lucas or Highlands, maybe in a more old school, tougher type. How, like, well, how would that weigh on this younger group that like, I'm not trying to say that they're fragile or anything, but to go from, <laughs> I mean, that that's quite the tempo and quite the, the switch, I would say, to go from sort of the even killed Silas to the, you know, John Lucas, who maybe that's fine if he's substituting for a day or two. But if he's going to be yelling like that for the remainder of the season 
And that's the type of energy that you're getting. I could see how that might wear on some younger players. So, so I guess they'd have to think about all of that. And and again, I made the point of just ripping the bandaid off. Maybe there's no need to do that, given that it's a team, it's a team headed nowhere. Okay. So it's not a team that like, Hey, we got to do this. So we salvage the rest of the season. You're not doing that. So there's a case against it right there of just like, to what, and I think this is what you were saying, like to what end, you know, to what are you ultimately accomplishing other than making a statement and sort of just doing, showing some type of outward, um, outward accountability as opposed to like really making an impact on the team. So. Yeah, for sure.